Hi, everybody. Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, workouts, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host. Each week, we begin a path on a different subject that is of interest to all runners. Today, let's discuss winter running. It's January, the dead of winter. Maybe it's cloudy and gray outside. Maybe it's cold. And maybe even if it is sunny, it's still cold. It's freezing. It's just after the holidays. Most of us weigh more than we should due to indulging in all sorts of yummy goodies we normally never eat. In fact, if we see them, we turn away. But no, this year, what did we do? We bought everything and tried a little bit of them all. We didn't get the workouts and runs we usually do, so we're a little slower and maybe we've lost a little muscle tone, so we're we're not our perfectly felt selves. Perhaps we gave ourselves approval to skip those training runs and have fun going to parties and special events instead. Either that or we felt sorry for ourselves and comforted us with special seasonal goodies from Trader Joe's. Or maybe that was just me. (laughs) It was not an easy season. But it is the new year, and it's time time to begin again, and I'm very happy about that. Depending on what type, what part of the world you live in, running in the coldest part of the year, or summer if you live in the southern hemisphere, can be difficult. Snow, rain, storms, wind, all of that makes it hard to get outside. And if we haven't remained true to our running schedule, it's doubly hard. But if you're like me, you got to run, so you got to find a way to fit it in. So you have to decide for yourself what type of weather you'll, you'll tolerate. Some folks don't like rain at all and head straight for the treadmill at the first drop. Some folks don't want to see the snow, so they do the treadmill thing too. And if that works, that's for you, that's awesome. You know, treadmills are a great resource and a great tool and a great machine for people who like it. Me personally, and others like me, I can't do it. I mean, I have done it. I think I ran, I did a treadmill one run once in 2018 when we had the fire smoke, the wildfire smoke so bad here that you couldn't even breathe outside. So I did run inside. I finally forced myself. I said, okay, I'll run inside. If that happens again, though, I'm running a car and I'm going somewhere else for the weekend to run. I cannot do the treadmill. I mean, I might do it for a couple runs, but I can't do it for anything more than a couple couple miles at a time. It's just, for me, it's it's like a cage and it's not part of the whole freedom that running gives me. It's like anti-freedom. So others like me, we don't mind being outside in the, in, in the weather. Rain doesn't bother us. I mean, even if it's pouring down rain, I will still run. And I've been like the only person or maybe one of two or three outside in pouring rain and drivers are running past us like looking at us like, you are crazy. And yes, I am crazy. I, I will admit to that. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Even if it's just stormy, I don't mind it as long as it's not dangerous. There is a limit to that, though. On very rare occasions, I will pass it up. I passed up a trail run this Sunday when it was pouring down rain. 
and but it was extremely windy and the wind was really rattling the trees and there's some trails I love at Mount Tamalpais which is just north of San Francisco in Marin County it's a beautiful area one of the most beautiful areas in the world and I had taken and it was pouring rain and I was just about to to get on the bus to go up to the area and I just said forget it I can't I can't do it it was just too rainy too windy and I was scared about branches falling on me and the trail being too messed up to run by myself up there in this in that kind of storm so I just didn't do it I went for a run in in the city the next day you know it wasn't the same it didn't have the the wonderful feel of a trail run but you know what are you going to do sometimes you just have to say no so you know the, that's one of the few times that I cancel runs I don't cancel them often but no that was too much for even me if you do decide to run in the rain and you decide oh why not try it just take a little bit of extra effort to get ready you don't really need it anything that much a couple ziploc baggies put your phone in a ziploc bag even if the phone says it's waterproof put it in a bag I, it's nothing wrong taking little extra precautions and saving it you don't want to replace it and a ziploc bag is very cheap you can also take another ziploc bag put your license your cash maybe your food if you're taking that with you and another one and stash that and then you're set and really that's all you need if it's cold you can wear a, a, a light rain jacket they have rain running jackets I have one from North Face that's quite good actually but it's also very warm so I only wear it if it's really cold out if it's just rainy and not cold then I'm not going to wear it I'll just get wet you know just accept the fact that you're going to get wet and that later on when you get home you'll get dry you can take a nice hot shower warm up have some tea and you're all set you know you you don't really have to worry about it you're not going to melt you'll be okay you know it's it's fine it's all right rain is temporary your run is good thing and it's kind of fun at the end of the run splash in some puddles and you'll be fine now with that caveat if you live in an area with danger dangers associated with rain and storms then you know that's different if you live in an area with thunderstorms you know and this this applies to i guess more a lot of areas that have you know in this in the spring or summer that thunder and lightning it's it's dangerous so you know your area so just be careful just don't go outside in the middle of a lightning storm or something like that if you if you think you, that can be dangerous because that's not a good thing you know you know run before after you know hit the treadmill then safety comes first you just you you have to be careful be careful of floods that kind of thing just just you know use common sense you know just don't don't do anything you know incredibly dangerous like that and now if you live in an area of snow and ice that's a different thing i do not i have run in snow and I do know what it's like. I mean, I've been around snow. I've traveled in places with snow. I've never lived in it, but I have traveled in it, so I'm aware of it. And it does have its own hazards. If you don't want to deal with it and treadmill it, I can understand that. That's fine. You know, I mean, it can be fun to go out, especially if you prepare for it. But if you don't want to, if you don't want to have the hassle of it, uh, I can, I can, I can get that. Um, but let me tell you though, there is something beautiful about about winter on trails it i've done a lot of cross-country skiing 
and some snowshoeing and it's just being out in a quiet area with with snow and it's just beautiful it's amazing just take some time with it just go out and enjoy it and you you'll see things you'd never see in any other season it, it's, it's its own special beauty and it is to be enjoyed a hat now dress properly for the snow a hat keeps your head nice and warm and it should be a must if you're going to go out wear a hat and a good pair of gloves obviously and you might want to even think about if it's really really cold think about a second pair put a pair of mittens over your gloves or you know another or liner underneath your regular gloves something like that to keep your hands warm now your body will warm up so once you start moving it will be they always say dress for 20 degrees warmer than what it is outside so your body will warm up um, if you don't want your face to to get cold, or you don't mind, sn- or you don't want to get snot sickles, <laughs> I love that word, or or you know, or snow on your face, or eye or your eyebrows, or eyelashes, you can wear a ba- balaclava or a face mask. And people like those because they're not directly against the mouth, so you don't have anything, you know, hurting your breathing. You can breathe pretty well in those things. So. Um, those are good and a lightweight warm jacket and lined tights actually work quite well and consider a second pair of running socks and even though they're thin the two pairs should keep your feet pretty warm also if you're gonna if it's icy or you plan on hitting uh if you're planning running a lot of snow you may want to consider trail shoes and you can take you can take an old pair and you can put screws into them to give you some traction or you can get some of those attached on yak tracks or something similar to yak tracks to help you in, in the ice because ice is something you want to be really careful of you don't want to slip on ice because people can of course get hurt so you don't want to just wear your old regular running shoes if it's going to be icy out you want to have some traction be careful of the yak tracks though because if you hit the cement with one of those things you will slip just be careful only wear the yak tracks on the snow and ice and take them off before you get to the cement. <laughs> so you don't want to have problems with that. Um, you know, the, 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 thing, the thing with being outside is that you will warm up and you will sweat. And as long as you're moving, that's fine. You need to keep moving, though, once you're outside. So... I would suggest not standing still too long in the outside to uh, once your body's warmed up to keep moving to walk a little ways and you want to walk you want to warm up before you start running too so you want to walk a little ways or do some dynamic stretching before you before you run and if you keep moving the chances of hypothermia are low especially if you're dressed properly and you know you will be sweating so like I said you don't want to stand still at any for too long at any particular time the only time people really have problems is when they're not dressed properly and they're like standing like they fall asleep or they're camped and they're not right or they're they like get lost or something like that so just be careful and dress warm and keep moving and and get it get inside as soon as your run is done and you, you should be fine also too that just because it's cold out doesn't mean you don't have to drink water now you still probably don't need as much 
hydration as you would if it was hot. But you need the similar as if it was like a nice day out. So make sure you're you're hydrated. And as soon as you get inside, have some nice hot tea and some and some more water and, and you should be okay. Probably the most important thing, though, of running in inclement weather is to modify your expectations. You probably will not run as fast as you would, and you may not go as far as you think you can. So don't be disappointed if you go a little slower and for a little less far as as you planned. Because it's just going to take more time, and you'll probably be more tired, but but because you went out in that snow, you are a beast. So be proud of yourself and be happy with that. And have some hot cocoa and celebrate. Now, if you don't want to go running in that, and there's a lot of snow, you could also try another sport, like you could try snowshoeing instead. Sure, it's not running, but it's pretty fun, and it's pretty easy to learn. You can take, a, if you're in a snow area... You can take a a snowshoe lesson pretty quickly. Rent some snowshoes and try it out. It's really fun. You can go out out into some of the, maybe a park nearby, really see some cool stuff. And if you really want to push yourself, you can try out cross country skiing, which is the number one best all around cardio workout you can get. I mean, it's better than anything. It works the entire body out. And it's harder than you would imagine. I mean, when you get done with that, you are spent. <laughs> Seriously, it's 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 a workout. It's fun. And it's hard to learn. It's not easy. But it's really worth it. It's, it's, it's cool stuff. And it's also winter. A lot of runners take winter off or, or just cut way back on their running hours. And they work on strength training. So if you could decide to do that, too, instead of putting a lot of miles a lot of miles in right now, you can do some strength training instead and just cut back on the mileage and and do that. And we'll talk more about strength training in another, in a future podcast. But you can consider doing that. So let me know uh, what you're doing and what tips you have for the cold weather and what you like to do in the wintertime. And I will put down my contact information at the end of the podcast and um, we can share ideas and information it'd be great and now 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 the second part of my podcast I wanted to talk to you about motivation now motivation is is seen as desire or willingness but I see it as different you know the will to do something I think is, is far stronger than motivation I mean for runners it's easy when you when you're a beginning runner, it's easy to get excited about running. I mean, during the first week, new runners are all bubbly and they're doing things that maybe they never did before. And they're feeling their lungs really work, maybe for the first time. And they're sore. And they realize that this is sore feels pretty good because I'm doing something. And they're so proud of themselves. And they should be proud of themselves, and I'm proud of them, and I think that's awesome. But that newness goes away, and it goes away with the fact that, well, it's not really getting any easier. Because maybe they're pushing themselves, maybe they continue to go, and 
you know, running it is not easy. Sure, some of it might be easier. I mean, they're actually getting the ha- getting the hang of running, so they can run longer without getting winded. But it's not easy, and it's they're realizing that it's hard work to keep going. It's not all fun. Well, it is hard work, and it takes a long time to get good at it. And there's always something to work at, work at, to improve at, to get better at. And the very reason why I love it may not be what the beginning runner thought it was going to be. It is work. So sometimes in this in this Facebook group I'm in that has a lot of beginning runners, they they constantly post, I'm not motivated. I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. I don't like this. I, I can't get outside. Someone motivate me. Well, somehow, they think that others are supposed to get them out the door. But they're looking in the wrong place. Motivation is like my checking account. Sometimes I have money in it, and sometimes I don't. I can't always count on having funds available. So, if you think you need someone to get you moving, then you're doing it wrong. The desire to go run should come from you, nowhere else. So, I think, I wish they would stop asking people to help them. Running, what, what people have to understand is that running isn't like baseball or volleyball or tennis, which can't be played unless you're with other people. You can't, you can't do those sports by themselves. Soccer, you know, none of that can be done by themselves. Running is a solitary sport. Even if you run with a running partner or in a group, it's solitary. You're doing it by yourself. When you run up a hill, no one is no one has a rope attached to you to pull you up the hill, although there are some hills I wish they did, but they don't. You're doing it by yourself. No one is doing it for you. So you have to find the will, the desire to run by yourself too. Find that desire. Find the reasons. If you are fi- find that you don't have any motivation, and we all get to that point where, bleh, I don't want to do it. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. Then you just have to force yourself. You just have to push yourself. And you ask yourself, you know, well, yeah, I, I, I maybe I don't have the desire to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you have to do it. Either you, either you have to have a goals. I mean, you have to have goals. Really, goals help you motivate. Goals give you the will. What is your goal? Why are you running? Are you running because you want to do a race? Are you running because you want to learn to run? Are you running? You know, I hope it's for you. I hope you're running for you. Don't run for anyone else but you. If you run for anyone else or anything else than yourself, then you're not going to keep motivated. Motivate for yourself. It may sound selfish to some, but it's true. Unless you do it for you, unless you run for you and motivate you, it's not going to work in the long run. It has to be come from within. It all comes from within. It's like this great big, big ball of determination and will, and it all comes from within you. Your goals have to have to be goals that you see and you 
want. Not that anyone else wants for you. It's not for anyone else. It's for you. You have to find the goals for you. And to reach those goals, you have to have determination. And you have to love yourself. Love yourself. You have to use your will and determination and desire. Reach those goals. What goals do you want? Okay, my goals this year... My next goal is 50K in June that I'm doing up at Mount Shasta. So that's my goal to go run. And even then, it's sometimes hard. Sometimes I just don't feel like it. If I have a rotten week, I don't want to go out and do this. But I got, but I have to. I have to find it somehow. I have to do it. This is really important. You have to have feeling of self-worth. You have to have self self-worth and love of yourself to do this. You can't do this if you don't love yourself. That's the first thing you need. And we all have doubts. We all doubt ourselves. We all have, have those feelings inside of ourselves. But you have to shove those aside. You have to tell those tell those tell those those thoughts and feelings to sod off. You you know, no. Just don't pay attention to them. Because you you need to get this done. We will get this done. We can do this. You can do this. I can do this. We can do this. Now, in the last part of of this podcast, I'm doing a special segment called The Reading Room. And for lack of a better name, I'm sure it's kind of a corny name. And I'm sure I'll think of something better, but that's all I can think of. It's uh, where I'm going to talk about a book. It relates to running, health, or inspiration of some sort that I think you guys would really like to read. And the first book is a book I think that all runners should own. Every runner in the world, I think, should own this book. And it's today, and it's called The Lore of Running by Dr. Tim Noakes. It's N-O-A-K-E-S. And it's a very comprehensive, large book. It's one of the first books I bought on running. And... I love this book. I mean, books come and go and and helpful. Some books I like now, some I don't, you know, eh, whatever, you know. Some I've out outgrown and but this book is always with me. This is like it's 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 got everything about running in here from a scientific point of view. And it's like a user's manual. <laughs> so, if you want to know anything about running, you can find it in here. You can turn to any page and find something of value. It has their chapters on on oxygen transport and breathing, blood flow, temperature regulation and heat exhaustion, pacing, race distance versus miles to train. You know, anything you want is in here. I can turn to any page here and find something interesting. Like training the mind. You know, Training the mind is is one is one chapter, and one of the things it says here: understand the value of a coach. Bannister believed in individual experience. The things a man learns for himself, he never forgets. The things a man does by himself, he does best. I mean, stuff like this is is all throughout the whole book. He talks he talks about expert runners. He talks about training foundations um he talks about avoiding over overtraining ultra marathons he talks about 10k's marathons you know he talks about everything staying injury free i mean he talks about you know 
getting enough rest to get to get to your first race you know prepare prepare mentally for your first race you know the psychological aspects of running are discussed in chapter 8 these include understanding yourself your mental weaknesses and strength and your self concept with regard to competition competition the important features are to control your anxiety and arousal levels before the race and to run the race in your mind as often as possible before you attempt it in reality it is also advisable to store creative energy by avoiding all demanding creative activities in the last few days before the race that's interesting and he goes over that he talks about that about why you should do these things and about all the things you should do before a race it's really it's fascinating because it's all science based and some of it is is kind of technical which i love but i'm a science geek so i love that kind of stuff and if you don't like it i'll skip over it but but there's all kinds of things in there for just about every type of runner and who really loves to read about the sport and like i said this is the kind of book you don't have to read straight through because it's over 900 pages and who wants to do that right but you can turn to any part of it and read and get something out of it just turn the page into any page and voila there's something there for you it's amazing so i suggest having this book everyone should have this book okay now next now what i'll do is every week i'll try to bring a book that's important that i think is important to read or i'll try to do it every week i don't, I don't know if i'll have something every week for you but um, that is this week. And let's say when you're downtime, it's nice to read. Reading is, is relaxing for me. And I don't think enough people do read. And I would love to see more read. Um, but, you know, now I guess it's time for my run. So I need to get working on that. So, will you all join me? Get your training gear on. And let's head outside for a run. Now, you can reach me at a couple different places. You can reach me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmx.com or you can leave a note on my Facebook page, Martha Runs the World. You can also tweet me at RunsMartha. It's at RunsMartha. But leave me a message. Let me know how you bundle up or you... Uh, what you do for your winter runs and let me know how your motivation is this time of year I'd love to hear from you I'd really love to hear some uh, words from my listeners and I might just read it on the next podcast anyway so now let's get bundled up and let's go for a run and I will see you next episode bye bye